Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Nomad Ramblings, Conversations from the Road. Today's topic is content creation. I've been doing this now for about five years, and Craig wanted to ask a bunch of questions about YouTube and how I've been able to leverage that to create replacement income to where I don't have to work or do any other jobs other than just uh, content creation and focusing on telling that story of being out here on the road and being with Sierra and hiking and public lands and all that good stuff. And so Craig and I, we, we go into a really in-depth conversation. He asked me a bunch of questions about how I was able to get to the point to where I'm at with almost 70,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel and then full-time income with that, which is generated from the ads that are played on those YouTube videos that Google places. And um, I'm also now getting into some working with some companies direct with direct sponsorships, which is really, really exciting. So we go over all this in this, um, in this in this episode, and it's really a poignant time to talk about this because I think a lot of us have realized how just vulnerable we could be to circumstances that are beyond our control. And when you have something like content creation that seems to be somewhat recession proof in the sense that it just continues to pay day in and day out, you know, it's something to where I've always been sheepish to say that I do this, but now I'm proud to say that I do it. So um, I didn't realize all the benefits associated with this, especially in times of economic crisis like we're facing right now. So anyway, uh, if you got any questions about how to do this stuff, feel free to hit me up on email. Uh, I, there's a contact form on my website, and I'll put that link in the video description or in the, um, the podcast notes below. And let's just go ahead and dive into this podcast. It's a really good one. I can't wait to, to let you all listen to it. So thanks for tuning in. I feel like I'm kind of low riding a little too much because it's sinking into the, the wet soil here. <laughs> yeah, need, you need a booster seat. <laughs> I'll just be looking up to you. It's a change you know, of pace here. Yeah, it comes right. I'm taller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, second podcast here in Sedona. We just got hit with some rain. Yeah, sun's coming out. Heat's coming out. It's uh, nice to see some blue sky, but, um, you know, adapt, change, respond. Yeah, as I tell you, it sure is beautiful when those... And those waterfalls are going off the cliffs over there. It's just, it's just the coolest thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mother no. Nature something else. So, but yeah, I think today, you know, let's, let's expand upon what we were talking about last time. I, I want to talk about, I've been thinking a lot about um, just how I could help people in this, in this current predicament to maybe be better prepared for next time when it comes about. Because whether it's a recession or a health crisis or a, a, a war or, or whatever, something's going to happen again in the future, which would cause a downturn. And I've never seen a downturn this abrupt to where one day everything was fine. The next day it's all turned off. So it's, it's been a shock to a lot of people, but, uh, you know, you and I, we, we weathered this relatively well, given the fact that we've invested so many years of our life living minimally and, and not, not living beyond our means, living beneath our means and living simply. So what I want to do is is put out some information. I'm going to start publishing some blog posts about different different starter kits they could do to be self sufficient in the event that something like this happens, and then try to you know, bring people along in that regard. Because if we try to bring them up to speed to where we're at now, it's, it's too much of a, of a leap. Yeah. But I think incrementally, just put it out there. Say, hey, if you're going to do it in phases, here's what I'd recommend, and test things out, test out your systems, and see how they work. Yeah, I I I love those ideas. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about there, and and. 
my my interest is certainly focusing even more on just the just the the underlying philosophy of minimalism and adaptability. Um, you know, I, I think we we were talking about it just a few minutes ago. We're we're a little bit tired of the topic of coronavirus and all that rigmarole, and it doesn't make sense to beat that dead horse or 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 tell that same story over and over again. But my my takeaway from this experience and and what we've done over the last five years is I've I've essentially gotten a um, I've I've essentially gotten a green light that the adjustments that you and I have made to downsize our uh, footprint and to improve and increase our ability to adapt to varying conditions, like that's the right direction to go. And whether it is an economic crisis or whether it is a health crisis or who knows what might come down the pipeline, um, my, I feel validated that we were on the right path to um, really focus in on self-sufficiency and focus in on minimizing our, um, our footprint and increasing our skill set to adapt to any situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's, that, that's where my thoughts are today. Yeah. Um, and, uh, in moving forward and it's frankly, it's relevant because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at, you know, I, I've been going back and forth and I talked a little bit about it in our past podcast. You know, I, 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 I do need to return to Gunnison, but I'm, I, I'm left with feeling uneasy about returning to Gunnison, um, and that situation. And, and I'm not happy, um, I'm not happy about my my work situation. I'm not happy about being locked in, and so I kind of got to give myself a pep talk and okay, time to take that leap of faith again and lean into this way of life and find find a way to um, find a way to up my game and um, leverage what I've learned so far. And take it, just take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree with everything you said. And you know, one thing that I that keeps coming back to my mind about about this current situation with the economic downturn and everything is that I, I feel like I've limited uh, that that I've really limited my exposure to any of those risks. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I feel like I've invested in these systems, invested in my truck, invested in living this way, become comfortable with it. And as a result of it, I I don't feel as though I'm um, at much of a, as much of a, at, at as much of a risk as if I would have been uh, had I not made all those investments and changes. Now, throughout this whole ordeal, throughout this five year period, I've had people tell me, "Hey, you need to you need to start investing in the stock market again. You need to do this," and I didn't do it. And yeah. the reason why I didn't do it is because I saw how much it downturned last time. And I look at what happened now, and granted, it'll come back up, but I don't I don't feel comfortable doing that. I'd rather invest in myself and yeah. invest in my systems, and that way I don't need that. I don't need the market to sustain me. It's like I've got everything ready to go, and it's it's all here. It's like I want to be as self-contained as possible. Right. And this has made me even more hyper aware of of the alterations. There's just a few tweaks that I need to make to what I have. But you know, one thing I really want to get into uh, eventually is, and I look for your guidance on this, is more meditation. Because like I've started it, and then I, I started using the the 
the the uh, waking up app with um, Sam Harris. Yeah, and that that was that was helpful. And then I got away from it, and now I need to get back into it because I feel now is a really great time to make sure that all of my thoughts and intentions and actions are aligned. You know. Yeah, I mean it's really that's that process to me is probably the longest the longest term goal that I have is improvement and progress along that front. And because I, I feel as though uh, practicing meditation, practicing mindfulness um, ultimately will leave me able to handle any situation that comes. It's like, okay, I might have, I might have the gear, I might have the setup, I might have um, the right um, income stream to be able to weather uh, an individual storm. Um, but all that is really secondary to my mind's ability to, um, and it's not even my mind, it's what, what I'm learning about, um, what I'm learning about as I get deeper into meditation is that um, the the goal is to, increased one's awareness so it's it's simply an observation um and an awareness of what's going around you so one can respond um accordingly as opposed to react out of stress and what have you so yeah mm -hmm. I, I, i'm obvious yeah that's that's really um i mean right now i'm thinking about um how do i how do I get myself to a place where I'm comfortable going over to India for a year mm -hmm. um, or more and, and fully invest in that? But we can that's we can cool. you know dive down that. But that's that is that is a huge part of where my thinking is right now. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was thinking about the last time this recession hit or the last time there was a big downturn. So what happened to me was I lost all the money that I'd saved. I got so stressed out I couldn't couldn't sleep. Got put on prescription pills. Got addicted. And that ended up, that ended up four years later when I finally kicked it. Right. And I thought I don't ever want to be emotionally sabotaged or emotionally held hostage by a situation like this again. So I feel good at the at the sense that I've made the changes appropriate to where I'm not feeling that stress. But I think I still need to work on the mental aspect of it and con continually do those self checks and make sure I'm on the right path because we're going to have a new normal after this. You know, the economy is going to be different. Things are going to be different. Business will be different. And so what does that look like? I don't know. Yeah. But but I, I want to make sure that, like you said, you go into it with full awareness of your of your emotions and that you're not reacting. It's like you're in control of it. And that's one thing that I, I still need to work on. So that's that's one glaring weakness that I've found during this whole ordeal. Yeah. Well, well let's let's hit that a little bit later. I want to. Um, so, like I said, I'm I'm. My, my reality right now is that um, within four days, I need to be back in Gunnison. Um, I am, I'm right now scheduled 15 hours a week um, uh, to, to do bus runs. And um, it appears as though that schedule will hold until mid to the end of May. So 15 hours a week is not worth a lot to me. Um, and it certainly isn't worth the sacrifice um, to stay in that area, uh, stay fixed in that area. So I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at 
how much better you're getting at your content creation. I'm looking at your new toys, your your drone, which is freaking sweet. Um, I'm, you know, when we're hanging out, I'm I'm noticing that your mindset is always around. Okay, how do I how do I tell this story? How do I tell this story? Like these are different vantage points. You're looking in the background. Like this is good footage. So, you know, I I want to learn from you. Um, a little bit more about, you know, what, how are you going to leverage yourself? The fact that you are getting really good at content creation, how are you going to take that ball and run with it? Like, and, and put it in the context of this situation. And, And you and I have talked about the fact that, yeah, the, the advertising revenue is it's going decently for you, but you also seem to have some concerns that maybe that avenue revenue that um, that ad revenue will fall. So what's your plan be like? How do you mm-hmm. teach me? You know, okay. teach, teach. Yeah, um, I'm your Padawan. I, I, I have a I have a I, I literally wrote out a 10 year plan when I when I finally realize i'm like okay youtube can be something that i can make this and i started that two years ago so if you go back and look at my videos two years ago you'll notice an uptick and not only the storytelling but also more i started to get into more lifestyle videos and my my my, my thought process was is if i build it they will come like the mm. advertisers will come but i have to build it and i have to spend all that time doing it so for those last two years i really focused on being more more uh um laser focused on outdoor content as opposed to just how-to stuff because mm. all my videos before that were how-to so i focused more on the lifestyle to tell my story so people could get to know me as opposed to just my truck yeah and with that i, re- I realized okay uh if i do this you know granted i put myself out there and some people can be uncomfortable with that because it's out, it's out to the masses and some people are cool some people aren't right but as long as you just kind of keep a blind eye to that say what's up to the positive people and just don't just ignore the negative people. You can continue moving forward. And for me, I found that now I've gotten to the point to where the advertisers are calling me and they're, they're circumventing YouTube and they're calling me directly. Yeah. And I must have received probably two dozen emails over the last month from different companies that are fantastic. And so I, I literally have a bidding war going on right now between canvas companies, canvas tent companies. Cause I've got three different ones that want my, want me to, to work with them. Yeah. And I want to create a custom tent for my, for my awning room. Right. And so that's what I've told them. And so I figured I'm like, okay, the first stage of this is leveraging any income that I get from the YouTube ads that play on their network. And I can, I can use that to get me by. And then I can do side gigs, which I did all that time just to make income and make sure I wasn't falling into debt. And then once that got to the point to where it would sustain me, I'm like, okay, now I can take this to the next level. And that you saw me starting to invest in better camera gear and all those things. Then the advertisers started coming in. So I feel like there's a process, a ramp up process. But once you get there, you're almost in control of your own destiny because you can set uh, solid revenue each month, like reoccurring revenue, which I've done. I've, I've now got $1,500 in reoccurring revenue per month from advertisers that I work with. That's ongoing. That's on top of anything I get on YouTube and on top of any one-off videos that I do or any sponsorships. And so to be put on a somewhat of a retainer for content to say, hey, we'd like for us, we'd like for you to feature us two times per month in your videos. And if you could write a short blog post about us once a month and just post it to mm. you. I'm like, okay, that's worth $500 to me. That's worth my time. Absolutely. You know? And then if another company comes and says, hey, we'd like you to do some product shoots with this, we'll pay you $750. Okay, that's fine. And just continually set those things up for the future. And that's where I'm at now, which is great. And I feel like I'm in much more control over what advertisements are seen 
on that, that are that are truly seen in my network. Because like I'll get on there sometimes, and there was one time where I got on there, and there was like in Denver, it was like custom home builder starting from the millions. I'm like, that's not even close to what I am. Yeah. Like that's not even that's not even in the same universe, you know. And so the fact that I'm able to now go into YouTube and I can actually remove the ads from it and just have my own ads on there. And once I do that, I can say, okay, a dedicated video, according to my channel, the size of, of my, of my channel, a dedicated video can command anywhere from, depending on the duration, a thousand to 3000 just for one video. So I, I'm going to, I want to back up a, a, a few steps. I mean, this, yeah. this is all really good. So my, my first question is, what what was your biggest stumbling block in learning lesson in your ramp up to the subscriber level that you got right now my my second question is how does the plan that you just described where so what what i heard you say is that you you you're you're kind of looking at this as um two sets of income where you've got the YouTube advertisement, but then you also have the direct relationships that you're starting to develop with um, whatever brand it might be and, you know, product placement or product use, you, you have a direct negotiation as to um, what you're going to produce and how both of you are going to benefit from it. Mm -hmm. Um, so how does that hedge you from the, like how, how, uh, yeah, how does, how does that position you to survive and adapt in a changing landscape? So mm -hmm. again, I don't want to focus necessarily on, on the COVID thing, mm -hmm. but you know, just in general, we're going to have different things coming, like cycling is always going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So how how does that leverage you to um, respond accordingly um, versus a more traditional way? In, in my opinion, the way that I'm able to respond better is that when the market tanks and advertisers pull out of the ad network that Google has, which is what I've seen, I've seen the, the, the cost per thousand uh, commission go down almost 20% so far just this month. And that's because more and more advertisers are pulling out. They don't have the money to, to advertise at the moment. So that's where I can go to those companies that are still surviving and that are actually thriving during this period, like, you know, solar battery companies, um, different outdoor four by four, uh, stuff that, that is very uh, useful during this time. All of those companies still have money and they're looking to, to position themselves, say, Hey, this is a, in the forefront of people's mind at the moment to, have a self-sufficient uh, self rig to go camping, to be able to operate off a grid if the grid goes down, things like that. And uh, I feel like I can call those advertisers and say, hey, now's the right time to get in front of these people because it's in the forefront of their mind. Let's work together. And I've, I've found that from me doing this over the past month, they're all saying yes. And so instead of me being at the mercy of an ad network that may ramp up and ramp down as far as commissions are concerned when the economy is good or bad, I have an extra layer to combat that, to, to create another revenue stream if needed. I can really ramp it up 
And so that's why I, when those companies email me, I, I try to email them back as soon as possible and thank them for their interest. Mm. Look on their website, say something cool about their company. Say, oh, this looks neat. And then say, let's let's keep the dialogue open because we might have a chance to work together in the future if the fit isn't right right now. Now, if it is right right now, it's great because I, like I said, just getting all these different companies message me, I didn't anticipate it to happen that fast yeah, and, and all at once. But cer- the, the, the circumstances of the time, I think, are dictating that. You know, I don't know if that would have happened had it not been for a downturn. Right. If everything would just be going according to plan. Because I, I didn't hear from him before this. And well, I mean, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that you're you, – it, it, from my vantage point at least, it seemed like things were taking off – prior to this situation. I mean, you had your, your YouTube subscribers were going up, your YouTube, um, advertising revenue was going up. Um, and it it did seem like some people were reaching out to you and, and, um, you know, whether you were accepting it or not, they, they, there, there was interest in, um, that direct relationship, um, that, and that direct ad revenue. Um, so, I have another question, but I, I want you to answer the first one that, that I asked about, um, you know, what, what did you do wrong in your, um, in your, in your, you know, wandering path mm-hmm. to where you are now and, and, and translate that into a lesson for someone like me or others. Okay. So, you know, I, I kind of consider myself somewhat of a marketing, um, sure. to know my way around marketing and that can be a double-edged sword because I, I tend to think that I know it all. And I can go into something and I can look at it and do a quick analysis and kind of get a gist of it. But when I did that for YouTube, I thought I had figured it out and I didn't. So I spent the first, I'd say, two two or three years posting up stuff and not not one, not knowing why it didn't hit. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I can't figure out why this isn't hitting. This is, content is on par with what other people are, have that have a similar subscriber base and they're getting 10 times the views. Why? What? What? What is it about mine that's not taking off? And... Had I known that there were companies out there that would help you with this, you know, they, there are companies that are set up that say, hey, we have relationships with YouTube. We have relationships with Instagram. We have relationships with Facebook. We know the algorithms of what is posted and what isn't, and it's changing all the time. So you can use them as basically a consulting firm. You give them a little bit of your revenue, and it's based off of how much revenue you're making on your channel. So, so I mean, just, just to make sure that I – so you're – you you believe that if you went back to day one in starting this experience, you believe that much earlier in the process you could engage these um, consultant types yep. and um, get get guidance. Now, is that is that based on a fractional share that they get from you or is that are, are is there also the option of like just hey I'm going to pay you a one time fee or a regular fee to mentor me mm-hmm. into getting it I mean is that Yeah I'm sure there's probably that available I the one the one that I'm working with is Sierra over there I didn't I saw her walk off I didn't. Uh, she's slowly walking over towards okay, Christo Okay Sierra stay here babe I'm sure she sticks around. You know, um, I, I chose to go with the, the revenue split model because I feel like they have a vested interest to make sure that I do very well. And they and they, you contacted them as opposed to them coming, contacting no, you? No, no, they, they contacted me. And then I started doing my research on them and I realized what, what all this service was about. Yeah. But, but you can reach out to them and say, hey, I'd like, some, I'd like to get a price quote on this. You can do it. There's a number of different companies that offer that. Okay. And so 
when you're ready for that, let me let me know. Yeah. I chose to go the revenue share route because I'm like, well, I've already got the revenue coming in. They can just pull a little bit from it. I chose the 10%. Yeah. You know, out of there. So I get 90% of my revenue. They get 10%, but then their goal is to grow my channel because, you know, obviously the more they grow, the more they get paid. Yeah. And on top of it too, they give you a signing bonus up front. So they have a vested interest to recoup that money. And right now with the signing bonus that I will, will be receiving, if it was just 10% of my income right now, it would be a break even. So here's something like I'm, I'm going to, so is, is it, in your thought process, have you, have you thought about the fact that you could, uh, I mean, you could essentially hire me as a client. So it, it was like, and it, this, this came to my mind like earlier when you were like, Hey, I'll just, you know, I like doing videos. I'll just like, we can produce one and I'll put it up on your channel, you know, and, and, and start getting a little more, more traction there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you yourself could start having me as a client. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and so you could get fractional ownership of my channel, you know, based on is is that is is that within the realm of your thinking or I, I is thought, that like I don't want to do that? That's, no, no, I thought about that because what I'll do is I'll, I'll typically film one full day and then I'll post it and I won't post for another two or three. So right. I'll, I'll have two or three days down. And I think about that during that time. I'm like, you know, I, I could fill this time with something and I love doing the creative stuff. It's, it's actually fun for me. Right. And so it would, I wouldn't look at it as like, oh, I got to go do that video. I'd be like, Oh, cool. I get to go do a video. Right. And then in the process, I think I could teach people too. And then eventually they wouldn't need me, which is what I, which is what I want. But you could have the arrangement. I mean, like, so you've got, you've got myself, you've got Christo, you know, you've got Jason, you've got Bo. Um, so you're, I mean, you, you could start accumulating 10% from each of us, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and grow that. But anyway, I mean, it's just a, it's just a thought and, and definitely like I'm, you know, I, I feel like I have a, um, I have a bunch of ideas about what, uh, what I can, I can deliver, what, how I can serve in as far as like. Um, the different things that I do and how I do them and what have you, mm -hmm. but I'm um, sluggish on the mechanics of like filming and editing and then pushing it out there. Um, so anyway, it, that's, it just, that's why I excel. I know, I, I know. I so it's it. like you know that. So there's there's opportunities with people like me where you could come in and just say like, Hey dude, you got a good story to tell. Like, how about, you know, like, uh, like I'd, I'd probably step on board for like either a 50, 50 or 30, like whatever it is. Like, mm -hmm. just because, um, you know, I want to get my, I, I need traction. I need momentum. Um, and anyway, I think what you're doing is, is pretty exciting. And, and, um, again, like I don't have that, I mean, frankly, sales and marketing, mm -hmm. I just, that is not me. Like, I just don't. Def it's definitely a mindset. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, not. And it's, and it's just it's one of those things that it's almost always on my mind because I always think about it. Right. But, but, you know, another layer that I have that I could offer is that with my subscriber base, I'll share videos on there. Yes. And then people will pick up on that. And so I can say, hey, you know, Craig's going to start telling his story, you know, travels with Rue. They all know Rue because they, yeah. they've seen it. And so I think there's built-in subscribers already on my channel that are that are that, that would love to see that content yeah. on your channel. Yeah. And so I think about that too, and I think, okay, I could I could use what I've built to help 
to bring everybody else up and then we all rise with the tide right you know and and i i really like doing this so any help that i can offer in the future i'm i'm totally down what do you what do you think the like so you know i i not everybody listening had like may, maybe they maybe they obviously anybody who's listening has somewhat of um, gets some kind of entertainment or educational value out of listening for us, but not everybody listening really wants to dig into the content creation, developing their own brand. Or I, and I and that's another question that I've got for you, but I'll I'll, I'll ask it in a second. So, um, what do you see? What other options do you see for people out there? that want more resilience to the upswing um, as a means of generating income? Is there, in, in your own travels, have you have you come across other revenue models that are uh, ideal to this situation that other people might tap into? Yeah, there's there was a channel that I saw a while back. I'll have to go back and see if I can find it. But they have an entire they're building like their own social network okay. where, where people can join for a minimal fee. I think it was like a dollar 99 a month or something like that. And you get into this forum where it's this, this couple there, uh, uh, I don't know if they're husband and wife, but it's, it's a male, female couple that's, that's out on the road. They've been on the road for a long time. They went to South America and back and now they're, I think they're up in Canada and they basically just give advice and they get on there and it's like a, it's like a chat room and they do a bunch of video sessions all the time and it's just for those people so it's like it's like your tribe but like really your tribe you know it's the pe- it's the people that are very right. much in tune the ones that aren't going to get on your YouTube channel and call you a schmuck for living out in the woods you know because yeah. that happens yeah so that was interesting i've been looking at what baron is doing you know he's but what's so but i don't understand how that is different from so what what I hear you say is that there's a um, there's a select private group mm-hmm. that share information and videos with each other, but I don't see that as different from. So I, I'm talking about a completely different revenue model. Well, no, no, but but what I, maybe I didn't explain it right. So what it is is not not all these people are sharing. Only they're sharing the videos. So okay, the couple. So, right. Okay. And so this is it's like it's like their own Patreon, but not but not Patreon because Patreon takes money out of it. So they okay. built their own way to get crowdsourcing. So it's a crowdsourcing uh, model, but they built it under their own wrapper and their own platform. They get a hundred percent of the proceeds. So, but pro- it still is dependent on um, a media production effort, as opposed to you know creating a widget or writing software or like I'm, I'm trying to, well, no, well not really because okay. they, they already designed the forum. So you have one investment to design it and they, they knew how to design it on themselves. So they did it on their own dime. Okay. So it was just their time. Then once that's built, then it's like your own little wrapper that you could keep everybody and they keep adding things to it. So you can add plugins like a video player. You can add a plugin like a podcast player, or you can do these different things. It's really, it's, I thought it was extremely brilliant with tech because they took technology and leveraged it to build their own, like I said, like their own crowdsourcing platform for themselves, which I thought was genius. I haven't seen anybody else do that. And I mean, it is, it is professional as, is it, is Sierra? Sierra's just hanging out. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're rolling through. They came, there's a couple that came um, through before. <laughs> see, uh, see, um, but they, I, I thought that that was an extremely good use of technology to add, add an additional step or an additional revenue stream 
on top of what they already have because they have they do they do product placement for Instagram and YouTube and those right. different things. I've seen it on there because I can kind of see what, what it is. But I thought that that was that, that was one that was really interesting. I would like to dive into it more because I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I thought it was pretty cool. Another one is that uh, Baron is using Discord, which I'm not really familiar with Discord. I got on it a little bit, but it's kind of like your own little chat room as well. Okay. And he's still figuring out different ways to monetize that, but uh, it's crazy, man. His he put it on there and it blew up. I mean, he's got like six or seven thousand people that are in there, and they're they're chatting all the time about stuff on different chat rooms. And eventually, he's going to figure out a way to monetize that. I don't know what that is at this point, but he's but he's building a, a network that is his own away from YouTube because you know YouTube can can turn you off whenever they want. Right. And that's yeah. the that's the one drawback to that. Yeah. It's a huge. Well, and I think you're circumvent uh, circumventing that though by having the direct relationships mm -hmm. with the um, the various product which manufacturers, I, which I think which I think everybody should try to get to. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, I. So what are you? Are you are you a reality like Instagram? I know you're not necessarily on Instagram, but are you like a YouTube star channel? Like, what do you consider? What is your product? Like, what I mean, what are you? I think I think what it is is that it's a it's a lifestyle channel. That's 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 okay. it, when people ask me what it is, like like what do you put on there? Because it could be anything from video game reviews to you know, how to cook or whatever, you know, like, there's all different types of channels out there. Well, my, mine's focused on the lifestyle of living this way. Right. And then the, the systems that I use are all made up of products that companies want to promote so that, you know, there's, there's an in there for advertisers. So are you a, I mean, are you a, I would say I'm a personality, a YouTube personality, a YouTube personality. And then maybe, maybe also a brand ambassador too, like yeah. with, with different products that are coming up. I remember your, your conversation with Mia Voss, um, mm -hmm. or, you know, earlier in our, our podcasts. Um, yeah, yeah that, that, that girl really dials it in. She knows yeah. But I, I mean, I guess it's like, I, and I don't, I don't want to knock her, but like, if I were to pursue that, like, I guess there's like, there's some voice in the back of my head saying, Oh, you're just being a whore, you know, a, a brand whore. And yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I, I struggle with that. Yeah. Well, um, and, and it's true. I mean, you will get hit up, especially when you first start your channel. A lot of these Amazon resellers will hit you up with every product on the planet. And you're like, I, don't, I, I tell people shy away from that. Don't do that. Mm. Just stay true. And then wait for the real advertisers to come to you because you don't want to cheapen your experience. Right. And, and I tell people that all the time. I'm like, brand integrity is, is so important. And you're if, if you're a if you're a YouTube channel, like you're the brand. Yeah. You know. And so your integrity, you have to think of it in that regard. You know, I might I might be in need of funds, but if a company hits me up and wants me to advertise on my channel and it doesn't have anything to do with my channel, I have to tell them no. Right. It's brand integrity. And so there's a lot of things to think about in, in that regard with how you want to position yourself. And it's a tough road to hoe. You know, when you're when you're out there and it's year one and you're putting up content and like in my regard, when I didn't know what I was doing and I wasn't making any money from it, I was thinking like, okay, how am I going to stay out of here? You know, it, cause these gas, I mean, gas does, is not free and there's food. So yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Know, you got to make income while you're building it. So that's why I did all those side hustles. But, but you know, I, I gotta say, man, it does, it does feel, I just feel validated in my decision to do this. Oh, absolutely. And no, there's no, I mean, I, that's, that's why I'm asking you all these questions. Cause I, I see you, you, what you're doing is validated in my eyes, um, with respect to the resilience in this situation. And also just like, I, you're, you're digging this, you're loving this. Mm -hmm. You are absolutely enjoying it. You are consumed by it. You're obsessed by it. Yeah. And that's, I, I think a really, really good sign 
that, you know, this isn't a job to you. You just naturally are doing this. And I want to be able to, oh, we got, we got hippie. Are we we getting serenaded over here? We got hippie, hippie bro, Christo coming in with the, uh, you're, you're live now on on the the podcast. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Baby, now let's get down tonight. Oh yeah. So Christo is going to, uh, become an air, a male escort who, uh, is able to generate revenue off of walking around and playing guitar camp while, while sporting a, Really manly hand handlebar mustache. Really manly. Really <laughs> dirty manly handlebar mustache. My Mad Max book. <laughs> I will no. Let's it. let's let's get all right. So let's let's introduce Christo to what we're actually talking about here. So I'm picking Brian's brain. So he's he's bringing in revenue right now. Right. That is resilient to this situation. So I think that that's awesome shit. What? Are you intrigued by what he does? Like, what questions do you have for Brian as far as what you've seen thus far? But and how does that, like, fit in with what you're doing? So for the audience, um, if you've been listening through and through, uh, we interviewed Christo. He's the paragliding phenomenon um, from last summer. And, um, yeah, so what what question do you have for Brian what do you want to learn from Brian that would allow you to make more income and allow you to be the joy farmer you are? Joy farmer. <laughs> it seems oh. like uh, what Brian's got going on is capitalizing on um, on your love for um, cruising around and doing what you want to do. Um, and you know, I've I've been uh, you know since we've been hanging out the last few days, I've thought about um, you know how maybe I could do the same thing. Um, but you know, you've, you've nailed it, man. You, you know, you've taken what you, what you love and you've been able to put it on assorted media, whether it be the podcast or your YouTube channel. Um, and people are obviously interested in what, um, you've got going on, we've got going on, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so to be able to capitalize on that is pretty sweet because a lot of times I feel personally as though I've, I'm not, I'm not doing much in my life. Um, but you know, the grass is always greener. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I, I look at everybody here and I think everybody's got a killer, uh, killer story to tell with, with, with what we're all doing. Cause we're all, lead, it, the thing I love about living this way is everybody, we're, we're all doing the same thing as far as, you know, be on the road, but everybody does it different. Yeah. And so each story is unique. And, and, and then like, you know, you with the flying and you've got the van and you go all over and you've been all over the world and then you've got Rue and you've been truck camping, and you've got your background being in Hawaii and working in the energy industry, and then you know, Jason's MIT guy. Yeah. You know, Bo's been over in Netherlands. Kill, uh, killer hang glider. Yeah, and you just, and it's just like, I, I want to hear all those stories. I, I want to hear them. Yeah. And See, I, I this, know everybody else This does. is something that I, I talked about with Brian like, like a few minutes ago. I, I think Brian can actually set himself up right now as a consultant to people like you and I. And, and... He sees the story. He has already walked the path to be able to generate some revenue on this. So he's in a position and I, I, I'd be open to a fractional share of whatever revenue I'm able to bring in. If Brian can help me start developing that revenue, I have no problem 
with fractional share to him. And I, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if you're in the same boat where you'd be willing to give a fractional share of whatever you generate. If Brian teaches you and sets you up, you know, and pushes you along the road to generating that revenue. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, it's, it's important to have mentors. Um, and you know, the, the advantage of having somebody like you, Brian, is that you've, you've made all the mistakes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, I've learned, I've learned and, a bunch. and uh, you, you know, if you can kind of steer people down the hallway without having, you know, that, you know, they have to wander blindly yeah. back and forth, smacking into walls. If you can <laughs> just point us straight down the, down the pipe, you know, that is valuable for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I think personally, um, I need more discipline and it would be nice to have somebody to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm one of my weaknesses is holding myself to account. I'm okay with letting it slide for a while. And the next thing you know, you've got gigs of footage yeah. mm-hmm. that you need to, um, cruise through guilty. And, yep. you know, like I've got, um, I mean, I stopped when I was in India last fall, I just stopped using my GoPro because I was like, dude, I've got, you know, a hundred gigs of stuff and I haven't chopped any of it. Yeah. You know? And so now I have, you know, a big, um, a big, uh, you know, memory bank full, you know, of, of all this footage and I don't even know where to go with it, you know. That's awesome. Well, I, yeah, I, I think about something like that. I'm like, man, we could just crank out videos and just, because what I've found is that if you if you pepper your channel with videos consistently, it just takes off. Like people like that consistently. It's like the podcast that get posted every day or every right. day. Like, like, yeah. like Joe Rogan. Yeah. The reason why his podcast is popular is number one, it's good content, but he's, he's in front of your face every day. Right. With a new episode, so of course you're going to tune in. Yeah. And then it just becomes repetition. And I've got people that have told me that now that, like, this winter when you were just posting all the time, I just look for your new videos and I always tune in. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, that's what I wanted. Yep. But then another thing, too, Chris, so when I was talking with Craig about this just a second ago, I was saying I could, if anybody wanted help, I could just put their channel, put their videos on my channel. There's a community right. section. Cool. And I tell all my people, hey, go, go subscribe to that channel. And they will. Right and so, you know, help to jumpstart those things. And Yeah. But I love it. If you guys need any help with anything, I'd be, I'd be stoked to help out. I love it. But uh, yeah, I think that that's, uh, yeah, I, I, I got to figure out how to use you. I mean, it's really what it comes down to. And actually, I, I already know how to use you. Um, it is, yeah, I think like, like Christo just said, there is an element of uh, self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got it. You know, I've got it in different areas. You know, I'm, I am meditating every an hour every day. Yeah. You know, I've got my areas of discipline. There's just a um, – I think part of it is not um, a lack of confidence in uh, – I, I hate to fucking fail. I yeah. hate to fucking fail is really what it comes down to. Yeah. And I hate not being perfect. Yeah, and know. so when I see – that you know like this video is a piece of dog shit or oh i hit an obstacle and i don't know where to go with this video i'm like i'm a fucking piece of shit and fuck this screw you guys i'm going home <laughs> you gotta take it easy so it's all yeah. good well can, can can you understand why i meditate a little bit yeah i need, I need a little i need a little peace and harmony in my life yeah yeah I'll, i i've noticed when i'll i'll be in a rush and i'll put something up and i'll have like a misspelling in one of the titles i'm like ah oh, i'm an idiot and, I, and you can't go back and edit it up it's already up but there was one time where i i was sitting there and i was like 
I was on mushrooms and I and I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna edit a video. And I did, and it was all wanky and everything. And it was one of the most popular videos I've ever had. <laughs> and I was like, like, I try so hard in some of these videos, and they do nothing. And I yeah. do it when I'm whacked, and it's, it's so. The, so the lesson <laughs> is to our like our broad uh, <laughs> audience, you know, with plenty of children <laughs> listening. What what's the shout out? Don't you have a shout out oh. that you're the, the, your that yeah. kid's name? We get, let's do that on the next one. All this, right. This is, this is yeah, Brian's. Content. Yeah, Brian, Brian's. Uh, Brian's <laughs> having a mushroom lapse right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Fungus fart. Yeah, fungus fart. But but I mean but really though it's it you know I I've learned a lot through the mistakes that I've made and, no, and then I, I'll no figure doubt out about stuff it. that works and I'm like oh okay cool and and what what I would do if I was in that consulting role is I would do the videos first and kind of show like, right. like here's how here's how I would tell a story and then I'd change it up however you'd like. But do the first couple, like, 10, 15 videos. Right. And then that way, you can see how I use the software. Then you can get your hands on the software, start to use it yourself. You know, and then I can show you the different audio tricks that I use and things like that. And and then, once you have your tool set, then you're off to the races. I think, I mean, I, I was talking to you about this before. I need help. So, to be honest with you, I need help laying out the story. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily yeah. need help. On like I can figure out the software, I can figuring out the editing. Like I can, I actually enjoy that stuff. What what frustrates me to no end is having uh, having a, a a bad story or an incomplete story or an incoherent story. But, so that's that's yeah. what I need. Is I need like story consultation. Okay, I hear yeah. you. Yeah, storyline yeah. development is is one of the um, things I challenge with as well. Okay. But I feel like. Um, and I try to tell myself this is um, if we tell the story as it goes um, and you can always trim off a little bit of fat, um, you know, it's hard to be objective with our own story, you know, but I mean, I find what you've got going on, you know, if you, if you were like, there's a picture of you, you just close the door of your bus and you're like, that's my last passenger leaving, you know, the bus in, 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 in Preston Butte, I am out of here. And then here you are packing up your rig, man. You're throwing Rue in the back. You're cruising down. You're leaving the snow. You're hitting the red rock and boom, here you are high five, you know, cyber high fives. Cause we're all socially yeah, distancing I know. here Social and distance. like, boom, here we are like shit, man. That's, that was your storyline. Just like skinnied out. Right. Yep. And like, you could do that in a two minute clip. And, um, and God, I find myself kicking myself in the ass in my head right now. Cause I'm like, God, why can't I do that? Like, no, I, can tell I mean, is it, it, I know. I and I could probably tell, I, I, I could tell you your story. You, know, you can yeah. tell me mine. And yeah. I mean, but that honestly, I think that that for, for you, Brian, because like you seem to have a real strong sense of how to tell the story. And obviously you're having success with it. Um, I, I really think that that would be the, um, the skill that you focus on developing is number one, what's the story? And then teaching me how to become a storyteller because mm-hmm. that's what I struggle with. And I think that that's, I mean, that's, yeah. What, what you just like, you just told me my story, Christo. And I'm like, that's a fucking great story. You know, like you, that would be so fun. You know, the and, biggest revelation I yeah. found with that is the story reveals itself. Yeah. You just turn on the camera and start filming and something will happen. Like something happens, I, there, there's been times where I've been filming and it's like, oh, like that weather thing will come up. And it's like, had I not had the camera just going, I wouldn't have captured that. And then there's the story or something. And I'll start to edit the footage. I'll, I'll, I'll roll the camera all day, just here and there, 10 minutes here, five minutes, two minutes, whatever. Maybe go for a walk and talk a little bit while I'm out walking. Nothing's canned. And the story reveals itself every time. And, and it's, it's, it's interesting how that happens. But, it, but it's weird. It's like, I'll go into it thinking, I don't have shit to talk about today. I don't have one thing to say. And I'll just talk about what's going on and people love it. 
And, but I mean, I think that the really, and this connects back to what I said before, like I, I hate self-promotion. I hate like tooting my own arm. I I get disgusted by people who are like, oh, I'm so humbled by (laughs) being awarded this, you know, thing. And like that humble brag shit. Like, I'm just like, you are such a douchebag. And so (laughs) I, I worry that everybody out there, if I'm like, Oh, look at me driving my bus and look at me with my freaking blind dog that they're going to be like, oh, look at that freaking little douche. But I think that that's my own self-worth coming out. And I'm going to go meditate for another hour. (laughs) (laughs) And then do a video. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's... um... It's just a learning process, and it takes some time. But I, but I think that with guidance and stuff, you, you guys could really ramp it up. I mean, I think everybody here could, and, and and just you know, with my network and other people sharing the videos. But once your videos start getting shared on other people's channels, it just takes off. Like it's 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 like this network, and all of us together, we could leverage everybody else and just bring more people to the pie. We all rise with the tide. You know, yeah. that's that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think like the, in the in the collaborations that you can do with other channels, that's huge. Because then like once I like when I met Phil from Down to Mob, I had seventeen thousand people on my channel last year, and he had two thousand seven hundred. Yeah, he has eighty thousand now, and I have seventy thousand. Yeah, you guys started this. We started really. You started to share juices. Yeah, yeah. And, and he he did a he did he did a video. Let me see. It might it might already be at a million. He did a video on my on his channel um, about about my setup, and I think it's over a, it's over a million now. Oh, it's nine hundred eighty-five thousand. Jesus, five, f- five months ago. Oh wow. Okay, and like before we met, like literally when we met that that this one one year ago, he had two thousand seven hundred subscribers. Wow. And now he's got 82,000. See, I got to get some of that Brian juice. <laughs> well, I, it's more yeah. like the Phil juice, man. That guy's, that guy's awesome. Well, whatever. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> juice you guys got sharing, I, I need to tap into that. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's like it's cool because like his channel, if you look at it, he does a lot of rig walkthroughs. I mean, how many times do we see other people when we're out and about that have unique builds? And it's like people love that stuff. They want to see the ingenuity behind it. Yeah. And how does that person make it work? Yeah. Because then it gives them an idea. They might have the same, a similar vehicle and go, oh, shit, that's how I should set it up. Yeah, you know, and it gets them going. No, and I—I I mean, I have that one YouTube video with my pickup oh, truck. Yeah. I mean, people—people people love that one. I—I I think it's like over fifty thousand views. I don't even know what it is right now, but um, yeah, obviously yeah, people like, really, really enjoy. Yeah, fifty-two thousand views. Yeah, fifty-two thousand views. I'm—I'm I'm fucking famous, man. <laughs> well, see, but you're at three hundred subscribers now. Once you get to a thousand, you start getting money. Yeah, so, dude, I gotta um, get so some like, of that. Yeah, I gotta so, get some of that cheddar. Well, and then so that that video that we're doing today, yeah. we'll post it up, and I'll, I'll share it on my channel, and then just tell people to go sub, and you'll. Yeah, people there. gotta people gotta sign up for me right now. <laughs> Craig, or needs else, to, Craig needs some new toys. Or yeah, I'm gonna get you. You think I'm? You think I sound angry now? If I don't if I don't get those subscribers, <laughs> I'm coming I'm for late. you. Yeah, I'm coming for y'all. So. And I, I mean, I think, um, and again, turning the conversation back towards, cause we, we started out this conversation, Christo, we were, you know, like, yeah, we got the coronavirus thing going on and, and there's, um, there's stories in there, but I think I, I'm a little bit fatigued with that story and I want to focus on solutions. And I also, I, I think it's really important to pat ourselves on the back for like this the way that life is set up it's not sustainable right like the economy is not sustainable sustainable like ten thousand square foot houses you know on the sides of mountain you know leveraging yourself that's not sustainable so i feel validated pursuing a minimalist 
life. Yeah. I feel validated. I agree. Um, uh, reorienting my values um, towards, um, you know, relationships and skills as opposed to shit that I own. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and so again, like I, I, I feel like it's the way that we should close out this conversation is this this is about resilience. Mm-hmm. This is really that's how I, I, I view what we're doing. And not only is it like physical resilience and economic resilience, but personally I believe that this is like emotional and spiritual resilience. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot um, you know, I was mentioning to Brian earlier, like I I'm really resisting going back to Gunnison right now. Like I don't like I, I, that is the wrong move. I'm going to go back there and like, I got my shit there and, and I'm not going to like, I'm not going to abandon my job, um, you know, in, in burn branches on that front. But, um, I, I really think that I'm at the point right now for my own resilience and my own health. I need to walk away from that and take a leap into something else. Yeah, yeah. And, um, anyway, this but, is, you know, the one thing I will say about being a content creator is that there's a little bit of stigma associated with a lot of people. Oh, yeah, you're a YouTuber and all that stuff. But I can tell you the flexibility that it gives you. Yeah. yeah. That is something that I didn't anticipate to this degree. Yeah. And, the, and, and then it goes along with the freedom that we have living this way. It's yeah. just like it goes in hand in hand. Yeah. So that, that that's where I feel... I just feel lucky that I that I that I just stuck with it because I had times where I thought, well, I'll just stop my channel. Yeah. No, nothing's nothing's happening with it. I'll just quit. But I just kept going for whatever reason. I just kept sharing because I I did like some of the interactions. So, so, people on YouTube, if you're real, and and you know with Rue and stuff, people. I mean, every single girl that's watched that Rue video is like, Rue, I love Rue. And I'm like, well, there you go. You got built-in subscribers there. But you know, if you're real. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you're yeah, if you're Rue. real and not putting out the Instagram fluff. Yeah. People will say like they'll comment to be like, "You're real. I like your channel," and and it's like you and people identify with that, you know. And then I look okay. at other channels where it's all fluff, and they 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 might have a peak, but then they always tank. And the ones that are real, they just keep on plugging, you know. So, and there's lots of lots to be said about about putting yourself out there. Now, granted, you know, you open yourself up to criticism and right. stuff, but you just got to turn a blind eye to. It. That's what I do now. Is I don't I don't read if I see a negative comment, I just hide user from channel, which basically means a shadow ban on their behalf. They don't know it. No one else can see their comments. They can keep commenting like crazy. They're the only person that will ever see it. Right. So it's like I they, need to be able to do that with my relationships. Yeah, like I know. My, me my too. Girlfriends, like, <laughs> yeah. got to be able to shadow ban. Like, yep. you know, just let just, just let them keep gnawing. Yeah, you know, and then you don't even know. Yeah, that's <laughs> so that's anyway. that'd be good. And I, I mean, just uh, and I, I've really gained a lot just from these several days hanging out with with my kinfolk. You know, I, I really actually feel. Uh, buoyed and um, heartened and and like I'm going in the right direction. This is where I need to be right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't need to be pulling my hair out um, over every little detail of the economic collapse and and what have you and all the right and wrong decisions that are being made. Yeah. Um, I need to I need to be I need I need my bro love. Pound dog. Yeah. Air. air <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Air all you right, too, Jason. Yep. <laughs> Jason, we got to get you on the next podcast, brother. All right. We got Jason here in the house, Mr. MIT. And now, yeah, now, 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 world traveler and uh, um, flyer extraordinaire with the paragliding. Aerospace engineer. Aerospace engineer. Yep. It's rocket, awesome. Rocket doctor. <laughs> rocket doctor. I like it. Uh, yep. That's right. Doctor Rocket. That's awesome. He's available. All right. Well, what do you say we wrap this up? <laughs> yeah. And, that's um, a good one. 
Yeah, we'll just do another one here uh, maybe tomorrow morning. Maybe tomorrow morning. All right. Peace out, bitches. Cool.